when they're deciding to be an entrepreneur, one of the things that they do is they do have this thing where they want to do it themselves, right? That all of a sudden, this is our journey, our individual. This was our idea. No one's ever thought of the idea that we have (laughs) in our head. And we do have this a little bit of idea of grandeur, I think, uh, in some places. But the idea that we can take it and make it different, right? We can take it and embrace it because it is about the journey. It No one's going to do it anything exactly the way that you're going to do it. Welcome to the Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artist makers and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram. I'm at Mike Bone. Or you can connect with me on my website, which is mikebrennan.me. I would love for you to be a part of our Daily Creative Habit online community found over on Facebook. It is free, and it is filled with people who are creators of all types. And everyone there wants to show up more consistently so that they can produce better work and get that work out into the world. Whether it's for a hobby or for profession, we are creators and we need each other. And so this is a great community to be able to come alongside each other, encourage each other, learn from each other. And I wanna extend that to you. Simply go to dailycreativehabit.com. You will see some resources there and you can click on join the Facebook group. I also wanna point out that you can sign up for the Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. It's absolutely free. No one loves to get more and more email, believe me. I'm in that camp too, but you certainly don't mind it when you get something of value. And that's what I believe that the Daily Creative Habit email newsletter is. It is valuable because I'm sharing all sorts of resources and ideas and creative prompts that can help you on your creative journey. So go to dailycreativehabit.com for that as well. And lastly, I want to invite you to grab a copy of my new book, Make Fun a Habit. And you can go to makefunahabit.com where I've set up all sorts of resources there as well. There is a fun Spotify playlist that is free. There are free coloring pages you can download as well as free Mad Lib types, uh, fill in the blank. Uh, I call them fun libs. And um, there are also some other resources there available for you as well as links to get a signed copy of the book in either paperback or hardcover. Or if you wish, you can also order it from amazon.com. Go to makefunahabit.com and grab your copy today. Hey, I get to introduce to you a new friend of mine, Tammy Fink. Uh, Tammy and I spoke at a virtual summit Uh, a few months ago, and we got to uh, be introduced there and then also got to hang out in person at The Thing in Orlando, another conference that is for creatives. And um, man, she is just really a uh, a ball of energy. (laughs) I love how she shows up. Tammy is known as a wowologist. And um, yes, that's, that's actually a thing. She loves to talk about how to wow people, how to wow your customers, and to really go the extra step in what it is that you do, how you serve the people that you work with, uh, that, that you have as clients. Uh, she's the author of Wow Factor. She's a speaker and a business-to-business client experience consultant. Um, I mean, 
you know, she just, she, she has so much energy and she loves to just have fun doing the things she does. We talk about her, um, her, her experience in design previously. So we have that as an overlap as well. And just how her creative and entrepreneurial journey has morphed over time and has evolved. And, um, Man, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation that we have. It's going to encourage you and inspire you to start thinking about how you can start to wow the people who interact with you and your work and how you show up in this world. So without further ado, here is my creative chat with Tammy Fink. Well, hey, Tammy, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. I'm excited you're here. We're, we're like just off of the thing event that we were at together in person. And uh, so hopefully we're still riding high from that, right? Oh, absolutely, Mike. I, I really appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's been fun just getting to know you uh, through first the social channels and, and um through, you know, another online summit that we did previously. And then, like I said, in person, just kind of going that deeper level. Um, and uh, I love just how passionate you are about what you do and how you show up and you're like fully in. So um, <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I know our conversation today is going to be just filled with uh, joy and excitement. And uh, I know a lot of insights that you have gleaned from your journey and work. So, um, yeah, thank you again for being here. Um, you're so welcome. Yeah. So just uh, for the sake of the listeners, I always love to just have people in their own words say, you know, who are you? What do you do? Absolutely. So I am Tammy Fink. I'm a wowologist and we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But I've been in marketing and design for over 30 years. Um, you know, I started I started actually I, I went and it's probably been longer than that. And you may, may, may or may not even know this, Mike, but I really think when I think back long enough, my start in marketing occurred in 1985 when I was a seven foot two cardinal for the Web City Cardinals in Web City, Missouri. I was their mascot. <laughs> so I was literally the face of the brand. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's really where, where I started. And then from there, you know, I had been um, gone to college for a few years was a member of the campus activity board, did a lot of things that way. So I was kind of into PR anyway. And then I got a job as a uh, graphic designer at a quick copy printing, which I thought, hey, this is a great, this is a great gig if the college thing doesn't work out. Little did I know <laughs> yeah. where, where this, with, where this trail would take me. So here we are. I ended up writing three books during COVID. Um, I wrote one of the books, The Wow Factor, which I know we're going to talk about in a little bit, but I started teaching and training on the backside of that. Uh, so now I'm outside from behind the computer and I'm on stages and I'm doing, you know, doing the things. And so it's been a lot of pivoting. Um, never just never wanted to own my own company, you know, and we can talk about that too. But, you know, I never started off um, thinking this is where I was going to end up. Right. I'd never thought about owning my own company. Um, you know, and we can like I said, talk more about that, but I absolutely did not start this journey thinking this is where I was going to end up. Right. And I think that that's a, a big thing. How did, how did yours come about? Same, same type thing. 
where you or did you have a clear clear uh, idea of where you were going yeah no you know i think that that's common right because a lot of people i talk to um they may have a sense of like generally speaking here's what i want to do here's where i want to go but um as you and i both know life very rarely works out the way that you expect it to um and sometimes it's you know things you get to someplace and you're like "Ooh, this isn't what i thought it was going to be and other times it's I'm trying to get to that place, but it seems like there's just roadblock after roadblock and I'm being diverted and detoured towards something yeah. else. Um, so I think there's sometimes a combination of those things. And, and generally speaking, like, I think the, the creative life and the, the life of an entrepreneur is one of constant reinvention and pivoting and evolution, right? Absolutely. Um, so I know that that's been part of your story and experience, even just in the short amount that you just shared with us, but, um, and knowing more, um, that, that seems to be the norm. And I think it's good to talk about those things because so often when you're in the middle of that and you're by yourself, you think, okay, I've lost the plot here, or things have gone off the rails and there's something wrong with me, or this is not <laughs> going to work out. Right. I mean, I'm sure we've all had those experiences, right? No, absolutely. You know, and, and then I cross between that of like, oh my gosh, what have I decided to do? Right. From that to, you know, you know what? I never felt like I was a really a, an exact fit for a nine to five. Mm -hmm. um, I did it for years, you know, worked, worked for the man, went, went over the wall in 2004. Um, you know, I did all the stuff, but I never felt like I was a fit. Number one, I was a creative. And I think that there, there needs to be a whole deal. Maybe it's the next book, right? But and there's a whole thing about working with creatives. And, and if you're not a creative, I think it takes extra special care. And I think that there's some things that you can do to bring out the best in your creatives, your creators, I should say. Um, but when you have people that, that really dream for a living, right? There's special care that you need to take care of them because they can lose the dream. They can lose sight of it. And then it's just like, there's what else, what is there to give? You know, if yeah. you can't give from yourself. And I think that a lot of people I've had marketing managers that I've been called in to, you know, <laughs> for things about not being on time and and dressing, you know, maybe the way I dress or the way things that I just don't fit the norm. And I've been dressed down or called out on those things. And you know what? With what I'm doing right now, I'm on time everywhere I go all the time and I'm perfectly dressed no matter what it, what the situation is. And I have that freedom that I don't have to worry about those those little things to me, you know, that I don't have to deal with in, in the entrepreneurial world, right? Yeah, yeah totally, totally, yeah. I, I would love to, to trace back to more of like childhood for you. And where did creativity begin for you? Like what were the early stages? What did that look like? You know, we we lived on a farm most of my life, um, several different farms, just small hobby things, not nothing any, you know, really crazy. Um, Midwest, Midwest farmer's daughter, if you will, kind of scenario. But we got to play outside and we got to do a lot of cool, creative things. I spent summers, you know, running in the woods with with my cousins and stuff. And we were, you know, we were playing and discovering and really delving into that creative spirit we didn't know it at the time we were just being kids right but we had that opportunity to think and dream and play peter pan and you know do all of the stuff 
And really, that's probably where it started for me. I have a younger sister. I am the oldest of three. I, am a, I have a younger sister. And then I have a brother that, that was kind of an afterthought. 16 years <laughs> difference between me and my brother, my little oh, brother. Yeah. So he ended up having three moms through the whole deal. Bless his heart, you know. So when I was running with kids and stuff, I loved to be coming up with amazing ideas. I, I wrote a, a play like in third grade. I remember that we actually got to perform, you know, I had no idea that that was going to be a thing that I would love or, you know, that I really, really liked to do, um, Toastmasters, you know, years later and come up with ideas and be able to do a lot of fun things. I think in that freedom as a child, I think that's where our, that part really set home for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. How much of your creativity would you say, maybe in this is early on and then connected to to your business too, but how much of it is tied to like self-expression needs versus uh, I have an idea to solve a problem? That's an excellent question, Mike. Um, for years, I had, I thought I wanted to be a, a painter, right? Or, or something along those lines. I wanted to, to draw I have no talent. You have to have some talent. We know you have some <laughs> talent, Mike. I, I really did not have the talent. I had a lot of half-finished things, right? And that's what I say about talent. It really wasn't the fact that I couldn't hold a pen, you know, do the things, use the materials. It was that I couldn't finish the thought, hmm. right? I couldn't get it to a completion. I have a couple of pieces that I that I ever did. Um, but later on, I discovered pottery, which there's a whole lead into that too. I discovered pottery and I discovered um, sculpting. And in that 3D modality, I all of a sudden, I could think and dream the finished piece before I even put my hands on it. And then once I put my hands on it, it was done. I mean, I, I didn't even have to do anything more because I'd already thought it all the way through. And that's when I found that that was kind of my medium. I really loved that outside of, you know, doing graphic design and all of that. But it really took that piece to figure out what it was that really led me, right? That wasn't just a start. This was something I could actually finish. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's that, um, you need the the freedom to play around and especially, like you said, find your right medium, right? Because you might be really good at something that you just don't know because you haven't given yourself opportunity to try something. Right. Absolutely. I call that expanding your horizons. And and I will tell you, I have, as I have an adult son who says he never liked his horizons expanded as a child. That was my excuse for him trying anything new. But I, I really love, I love trying things new. I, just because I always said this, just because I don't know what I'm doing has never slowed me down a bit. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that well, willingness to play. Yeah. And I would think that you're probably much like me in that you throw yourself into something and then figure out how to do it. Right. There's not necessarily a give me information. And one day when I need this information, I'll take it out and then review and then go about doing what I need to do. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the journey. Right. It's yeah. it's that part of it. And at some point, you know, I think that's maybe one of the things that they don't teach in the public school system is is how to do the journey, right? And how to do it well. There are travelers and explorers and stuff, and their whole world is the journey, mm -hmm. you know? And I've always admired that, but I don't think that was something that I was taught. I don't think that that was necessarily something that I um, 
that I really embraced. Even as a young person, I don't know that that was, that was the case. But, you know, figuring out the best of my situation, totally can do that. Um, I, did, I did some improv and stuff, not, not anything really classical, but I've done a little bit of improv. I love that kind of stuff, thinking on the fly, coming oh, yeah. up with solutions, doing the stuff. That's where my jam is. That's the piece that I really, the idea, you know, I'm your idea yeah. girl. I can come in and we can figure out anything together, right? Coming up with enough ideas, something will be the solution. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think it's really important to to be a student of yourself in that regard, because too many people, I think, try and force themselves into scenarios and into even learning styles that just are not clicking with them. And then it's a frustrating experience. And then they think, well, I just don't like to learn or I just don't like to, you know, do this particular thing. Um, and meanwhile, it could just be the the way that they're accessing things. Um, and something about like the, you know, you said interesting that, you know, it's not really taught about embracing the journey and really understanding how to lean into that with intention. Because I think there's something about the journey as well as something about creativity that seems a little like dangerous and hard to measure, right? Like people who like control, people who like metrics typically, um, they're looking for things to be able to quantify things better and easier and come up with formulas and, you know, um, systems and, and which those things are great. But when it comes to creativity, like that's the wild card all of a sudden, that's the like, mm, we don't know what we're going to get. We're a little like, you know, they're a little flighty. They're a little like, uh, you know, and so I think that a lot of people shy away from that and even talking about how to navigate that journey, because ultimately so many people are, are about, where are we going to land on this? You know, where, where's the ending point? What, what's the, the ROI? What's the thing, the carrot at the end, right? And so how quickly can we get there is usually what's presented in those uh, situations as opposed to, okay, we're going to get there, but like actually getting there is the thing that's really valuable in the scenario because it's shaping who we are, how we see things, what we create, right? I mean, that's been your experience, right? No, it really has. Uh, and I think that, you know, from the, you know, let's fast forward in, into the entrepreneurial world, you know, deciding that you want to uh, start your own business. You know, I, I never dreamed of starting my own own company. I did. I did dream of uh, quitting my day job, which is not the same thing at all. I say that, right. all the time, you know, <laughs> because you do have to have, you know, the elect the electric company. They're not so much following our, our you know, dream here. They're not understanding that we will get there. They want their money, you know, this month. So we have some things that life puts in the middle, that these are our speed bumps or our touch points or our reality checks, even on some some level. And we do have to figure out how do we how do we take this? And, you know, it's it's fun and it's exciting, but we do have to make, be able to make money and we do have to be able to do the things right that, that yeah. we're looking for to get us at the end of the road. And I think that a lot of people when they're deciding to be an entrepreneur, one of the things that they do is they do have this thing where they want to do it themselves, right? That all of a sudden, this is our journey, our individual, this was our idea. No one's ever thought of the idea that we have <laughs> in our head. And we do have this a little bit of idea of grandeur, I think, uh, in some places, but the idea that we can take it and make it different, right? We can take it and embrace it because it is about the journey. It, no one's going to do it anything exactly the way that you're going to do it. Even if you're in, you know, an MLM or even if you're in something else that is applic um, 
you know, real estate agents or, um, you know, insurance agents, they sell the same thing, but you can do it differently, right? You yeah. can add that creative spirit to it, which builds these amazing customer relations. Yeah. Yeah. How would you um, speak to someone who may be listening right now and they're thinking, okay, I want to, um, I want to leave my day job. I want to phase out of this because this isn't working. And I think I want to go and do my own thing, entrepreneurial, creative business, you know, whatever they want to call it. Um, what advice would you give to someone in trying to make that transition that you learned from your own experience? You know, I've worked with a lot of other entrepreneurs at this stage in my life. I do some volunteering locally and some things that way. One of the things that I see uh, that I don't think people really build into is really two things. One is being don't do it yourself and find your other creative creative people to hang with because it makes all the difference in the world. We just experienced that at the thing, right? Yes. A couple of weeks ago, uh, being around these people, like these are my people and you're going to need to find these are my people. Even, even if you don't do anything, but just hang out and glean from them and learn what they've learned because so many times other people do not have the discovery. Like you said, right. The little, the little bit of this is going to be dangerous. We love it. You know, we'll ride the roller coaster together. It's that piece that you have to have other people around you to be able to help you get through the tough times and know that there's other people out there making it because so many people in your life don't do the hard stuff. And yeah. so they're not going to have the understanding. And if you take business advice, if you take relationship advice, I mean, customer relations, if you if you deal with all of those kind of things with people that are not in the circle, right, if they're not a part of what you're doing, They've never done it. They don't know. They don't have the understanding. They're not bad people. They just don't have the know. And I think that would be my first advice. And the second part, you know, I built, I think the easiest way and what I did, and I and I think because we're creatives, we t tend to be a little impulsive, if you, <laughs> if you know what I mean. And we can get into it and say, fine, I'm done. I wipe it. I'm done. This is my stopping point. And we don't plan for that day. It just kind of happens or we get fired or they lay us off or all of a sudden there's a transition point that's thrust upon us. If you can do a little bit of planning, I ended up when I, I was a corporate designer when I decided to do this. My husband had moved this. My husband was a potter. So that's a fun full circle for you. My husband's a potter. We moved to Branson, Missouri in 2004. He got a job at Silver Dollar City, which he's making was making a living with insurance, with full benefits, with all the things. Um, and he was, you know, a potter, a, full, a professional potter. And he did that for 16 years. But I stayed on with the company that I had been working with over in Kansas. I was a corporate designer for a year. And I, so I got a check every Friday. But by the time they actually had me replaced, took them a year to replace me then I already had my own client base, national, international. You know, I had already started doing that while I was getting a check. That was really easier than, oh my gosh, and having that extra stress of, I don't have the electric bill this month, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm not saying it's always been easy because once you do sever that tie at some point, you're going to have that, oh my gosh, you know, the electric bills do and where's the funding coming from that? Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, if you can do it in a way where you're still getting money and you kind of have a side hustle, 
I believe that that's one of the best ways, if you have that choice, to this is how you're going to make this happen. Because you're not under quite the amount of pressure as you're figuring out what it is you want to be when you grow up, right? Right. Because that, again, you're going to do some pivots. It's not necessarily going to be the exact thing that you start on day one. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is just the creative life in general is, is a constant evolution and pivoting because that's inherent in being creative. It's what's next. What else can I dream up? What else can I do? What else can I, you know? And so as you're finding these different projects to test things out on, and you're seeing what seems to be aligned with you, what what's being received in the marketplace, like all these things start to align. You know, nobody wants to be a creative entrepreneur and make widgets. Like that's, that's right. death, right? <laughs> and so you would never want to just be doing the same thing again and again and again. That's what I hear a lot of creative people complain about sometimes where if they've kind of made it big, so to speak, earlier on in their career and they they were still kind of discovering things and yet they became known for something, then people expected them to be like, well, just repeat the same thing that you've just done. And they're like, well, yeah, but there's more. And they, and they feel trapped. I've already done that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that becomes an interesting quandary to be in, you know, and it's like, okay, this is all part of it. And, and everyone has different um, hurdles they have to jump, but I think Absolutely. it's being adept in um, knowing how to be flexible, know how to pivot, know how to have that grit, you know, that sure. kind of was what you were talking about earlier. Um, and, you know, as you were, as you were talking about, you know, your um, iterations and, and evolutions and things, you know, you you referred uh, earlier to, and we're going to talk about now is just the the books that you've written, right? And so the pandemic hits, um, you're thinking, okay, here's the now's the time. Like, why why was that the a good moment for you, other than having available time, right? <laughs> because everybody's well, life kind of got upset. What what was it about that particular point where you're like, okay, I'm going to write these books? So so let me let me jump into a, a little bit before that. Um, I had had my company for 10 years and realized I'd never taken a vacation. So let's start there too. I was working behind the computer and every time I stepped out from behind it, I was unemployed. And so I'd worked that, like I said, hadn't had vacation, hadn't done all that. Kind of pivoted through the graphic design. I'd done graphic design. I had um, loved doing that. But again, you know, it has its its moments. And there's only so many logos you can do. I have over 5,000 projects that I've completed since 2004. There's a whole story about that. But as I kind of went went into it, I had a lady who had contacted me about entrepreneurship and we were going to do a, um, a world tour, right? We were going to go from Texas to Toronto in 21 days. Best thing for somebody with ADD, you know, the whole, the whole <laughs> deal. Like, we're going to do this. We had the, we had the bus figured out. We, I mean, we were doing a tour bus, the whole thing. It was great. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. And we had to say, oh, this is going to be done in a couple of weeks. Let's hold off. You know, (laughs) we had a plan, but, you know, we'll put it off for a few weeks. We'll be fine. And then it just kept progressing. So we had decided that we would write a book together that would be part of our manual um, when we did do this tour. Right. And we were going to work with entrepreneurs, like I said, from Texas to Toronto. And so we wrote a book together. She had written several books. um, So she kind of walked me through the process. I went, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I had designed book covers for a lot lot of different books. I had done, you know, workbooks and we had done, 
you know, inside pages and layout, InDesign and all the things for years. But I never thought about doing it for myself and, and certainly not through through um, Amazon. And we self-published that book. Mm-hmm. Here we had it. So then I wrote, I had a, an ebook, turned that into to another book. And so the 31 marketing tips every entrepreneur needs to know through that on Amazon. And then I had started a book prior to that, just kind of played with it. And that turned out to be the wow factor. And it was the first book I really started, but it was the last book I finished. Once I, fi- you know, figured out, hey, this is the book. This was never going to be 20 shades of pink, right? <laughs> this wasn't going to be <laughs> the, the bestseller. That wasn't what I was doing. I was coming up with something that I could utilize within my business. This is the book I wanted my clients to have read. I wanted them to understand some of the marketing things about building relationships. And so that was crucial to the next step of my business. So that's really how it came about. It wasn't, like I said, I didn't set off to do this, you know, big thing, but it's, it's Mike, it's done such amazing things for me in that now, again, with the, the being a creator and, and doing all of this, I now have my, my book, right? This is my handbook. So I know what five platforms I stand for. I know all of the information and it's in a book and yeah. I wrote it. You know what I mean? So now uh, it holds me accountable. And that was something I never expected. Mm, yeah, yeah. Right? Why is wow so important to you? Like, what is the, was there a moment that you had an experience that was like really won you over to this concept of that now you're talking about? What I was doing was I was working with clients uh, that some of these people had never had a nine to five. Um, they had their own companies. They had their own businesses. I was helping them with design and I I was doing print brokering, right? I was doing things with them. So now I could design their business cards and have their cards made and shipped to them. I'd been doing this for almost two decades, right? What I was finding out is they really were not connecting with their clients in a way that was amazing, Right. It was just like they were just kind of going through with it. They were just another roofing company. Right. Or they were just, you know, an online space, another coach. Right. Another um, entrepreneur that had come up with an idea, next next best thing, you know, or they were working on um, being an influencer. But it was really flat. Right. They weren't building these relationships with their people. And, you know, on the online space. We're very, very geared to the numbers, right? We want to know the more people you throw, you know, you throw the spaghetti up against the wall and see what sticks. We go through all of these really vast numbers that now we have access to where your brick and mortar people, you know, they're here on third street on the corner. And if you happen to walk by or you advertise in that area, it's just different marketing, right? And people think they had done things in, um, corporate America, since I came from corporate, there's cool sales things. Salespeople have their own budgets, right? <laughs> they can take you out to dinner and they can wine and dine you. And they do a lot of wows, right? They do a lot of amazing connection pieces. But the people online just really hadn't been trained or hadn't gone through the fire of that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, taking a look at what, if, if we took apart their customer journey, which is something I like to do with clients and stuff too, I do a lot of, of workshops and stuff based on that. We take the, the customer journey and we work backwards and we figure out where are these connection points? What are these things that we can do that really make our clients say, wow, right? That they're like, oh my God, that's amazing. Nobody does it the way Mike does it. Mm-hmm. And so 
those are the things when I started looking and listening to that and then talking to a lot of my clients and a lot of people out in the space, you know, realized that they wanted to do these things, you know, or thought about it. I should send it. I should send a birthday card, you know, to my, to my clients. Then they started coming up with excuses for not doing it. So, you know, it's funny that you talk about that because it really made me think about, um, there have been times when I've dealt with people who I think like they they're so busy trying to put out the fires that they have right and they go okay this design thing or this project is one of many things on my task list and to have the ability and the energy and the effort to think even beyond the basic of like can we just check the box um is a is a real struggle for people on that side of things and so i think when someone like you comes along and says hey Let's not just check the box because that's really like the bare minimum here, but let's have the wow factor. There is so much more opportunity right now to make impact and build relationship and go beyond expectation that that's really where you um, find the gold, right? And so opening people's eyes to that, I'm sure it's an education piece, right? And then also going like, you're not asking someone just to take something and go, okay, have fun. Bye. Good luck. Right. Like you're there going, I'm the person that is going to help you. I have the vision of where to go. I have the know-how, um, you know, hire me to come and do this for you so that I can help set you up for success. And I think when that happens, that's a much more attractive thing as opposed to someone feeling the pressure of like, well, great, here's one more thing I got to do that. I'm not even sure what to do. Right. <laughs> right. No. I, and I think you're exactly right. And I think what happens in that realm too it's not just nice to have right i i say sw swag is stuff without a goal right we're not talking <laughs> yeah. about stuff you're not talking about just throwing your logo on a hat and sending that out as a gift we're looking for these things that really make a difference for your client and their success and the, one of the reasons that we want to do that is because we want them to buy the next thing right, right. we want them to stick in you can look at statistics if we're going to jump jump in and do our math hat here you can add you know like if you have a, a five to 10% um, rate on being able to keep your clients, right? Your customer retention scores, start looking at that. You can add so much more money doing that. And it's way cheaper to do it than it is to go out and get a new client. And all of a sudden that changes how we start looking at things, right? Mm -hmm, and it yeah. is about building the relationships. It is about putting those things together. But how do you do that? And what does that look like for your client? <clears throat> It's getting them the success, right? Yeah. It's getting them to the next level, the next thing. It's helping you to create these higher retention, customer retentions, but giving you more hand hearts in the beginning where people are referring you. So yeah. it makes business sense for those people that are on the other side of the fence. It really makes business sense. It's not a nice to have. It's part of how you do business. Yeah. And that changes and, everything. Yeah, absolutely. And there's opportunity here where, um, someone who is creative like yourself, it's almost like then, okay, what can we do? What can we dream up? That's what gets activated then. And the excitement of like, Ooh, there's so many ideas right now. There's so many different options and, and things, cool things that we can do. Let's talk about how to make some of these a reality. Right. Uh, I'm yeah. wondering if, if there's something that like is, I don't want to say the best, but maybe like one of the most memorable things that you've been a part of as far as like a wow factor, like, could you give us a little bit of specifics of what that might've looked like? Absolutely. I'll, I'll give you one of my, my best examples. Do share this in the book, by the way. But one of the things that I, I had a client come to me, and you may have heard this story too already, but I had a client come to me 
she was working with mompreneurs and she said, you know, Tammy, I'm sending stuff to my clients. When they sign up for my program, I send them stuff, but they don't talk about it online. They're not doing unboxings. They're not sharing it with their friends. And I said, well, what are you sending? And she said, I'm sending them a sticker with my logo on it that goes on their laptop. And I'm sending them a handwritten note thanking them for purchasing the program. Both are fine. I mean, if we had to say A for adequate, we could do that. You know, it was adequate. It was not a wow. And I said, what if instead of doing that, you sent them a single chocolate chip cookie in the mail with a note that said, this is the cookie you don't have to share with anyone. <laughs> so for the mompreneur, right, she feels seen and heard and understood as a mom. This is the things that she deals with. She doesn't have time for herself. She's always giving to the family first. So what could you give them? You know what I mean? That made a difference. It didn't have to be crazy expensive, right? I mean, give her a new car. That'd be great. <laughs> but, it, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's just outlandish. Those are fun. But this has to be something that's duplicatable. This is something that you put into your business that now everybody kind of understands. There's a lot of people in the marketplace, you know, that do similar things to what I do. Um, John Ruin, I love, love his stuff. He does a lot of corporate but we're talking about, like I said, how can you do something if you only have 25 customers, right? Mm -hmm. There are things that you can do with 25 people that you can't do with a whole group, a whole room of people, right? There's things you can do with a whole room of people that you can't do with 25. So you just have to figure out where is your sweet spot? What is the piece that you're putting together, right? And how do you make that the wow factor? How do you make that something that they are talking about online? They are sharing unboxings. They're telling their friends, oh my gosh, you have to see what Mike's doing. Hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And what, so you're giving them something to talk about. What is it that you think is, from your experience dealing with clients, like what's the tripping point for them mostly? Is it the ideas? Is it the is it a fear that that they're going to invest a lot of money? Something's not going to work? Like what is it that typically is the, the biggest hurdle? I think I think that there's several things, and I think that you know you've hit on a couple of them. I think they are thinking, um, I don't have a marketing budget, right? Like they've never put, like I don't have money to spend on those kind of things. Whereas I step in and say, look, you can build this into part of your program. We can do this for your people, right? Or they think, oh, when I get when I get really big, you know, when I get more money and you know I get a team and I get all these things together, then I'll do something really spectacular, right? But they miss the point in, again, there's some things that you can do just with a small group that you can't do with everybody. Or maybe they think, well, I've been in business a while. I deal with a lot of people who, who are at that point where they're going to they're gonna elevate their business, right? That next level. This is where we're taking it to the next level. They're already doing the things, like you said. <laughs> you know, they're, they're already doing all the stuff. They're looking at their numbers. They're talking to their accountants. You know, they're... they're um, uh, CFO is freaking out on everything. You know, you just go through all of these situations, but they lose sight of who it is they're actually working with, right? What what it is, and they don't have that bandwidth, whether it's creative or not, they really just don't have the bandwidth to start thinking of all the things, right? Mm -hmm. Or they come up with, oh, well, Russell Brunson did this, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Pat Flynn's doing that. And they stop looking at what it is that they're offering and what it is that they're giving to their clients and how we can make that special. And that's kind of my secret sauce, right? It's great that Pat and, and Russell and, and they're doing all the things, but you don't have to be them. Mm -hmm. You can be you and still offer some amazing 
added value to what it is you're already doing. And I think that's that mind block that happens. And I can see that light bulb go on, you know, the idea just start turning once you switch that on. They know their clients. By that point in the relationship, they know who they're serving. So if they already know that, you just take that information and you build that bridge, mm. right? Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the secret sauce. I love that. And, you know, I think too often there is a lot of copycat creative that I like to, to say, right? In that someone sees, you know, hey, you know, these people over here did this and it seemed like it brought them a lot of success. Well, therefore, <clears throat> you know, let's just step in and do the same thing and, and carry it over to what we're doing. But I think like you alluded to earlier too in our conversation, even from an entrepreneurial side, like everybody's journey is different. And even if you are in the same business, you know, industry, um, who you are, your experiences, your customer base, like all those kind of things are going to play into how you show up and what it looks like for you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you can just simply lift a formula from somebody else and drop it on top of yours. And then you're off to the races. You may be actually wasting opportunity, wasting money and actually not serving the people that you really have in front of you. Right. I mean, because your point is know the people that are there and know their needs, know how to speak to them in a way that makes them feel seen and heard and then builds that customer relationship and builds that client base so that there's a community there. It's it's not simply just people that you're you're sending out some cool shiny things to, right? Right. Right. And I think that you see that, you know, and like I said when that clicks, it just finally makes sense, right? And we're in this amazing age and I'm not going to be I'm not going to be go all anti AI on you. I know that's a, a big topic right now, but I will tell you this and and we listened to Jordash, one of the speakers and stuff at the other meeting. I got super excited. I've been using AI for a while for some of the things that I do, but this is the kind of thing that AI can't touch. You know, use if you want to add your creative spirit into something else is that building that relationships part. AI can't touch that. They don't have a voice for it, but you can certainly use AI to free up some of the time, <laughs> right? Yes. That you have now to put into building these relationships and people aren't really looking at it that way. But it is, it's that next step for us. Like I said, there's only so, so much they can do, but that again, frees up the time for you to be able to focus on your people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately that's really what's going to make the difference because uh, really the reason why we do the things we do is, is we want to create things that have impact and help people and serve people. Right. And so if we lose sight of that and lose sight of the actual people at the end of that sentence, you know, then what are we doing? We're just creating things, throwing them out into the world and kind of like running in circles. Right. Um, but to know that we're actually connecting, know that, that it's making a difference. I think that's really the, a place to, to work that's fulfilling. Right. 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 And it takes it to that next level. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a real quick example. Do you remember when we were kids and we we were the generation of the Halloween trick-or-treaters, right? We actually went out, I'm sure. You went door to door. You did the things. It was like this whole event. And it's different now. I mean, they do similar, but it's still just different. But one thing that we all knew, right, was that there was all of these people, they would give out the little snack-sized candy bars, mm -hmm. right? Just enough to check it off the list. Now, they you might get the house that would let you get a handful of them, which that was pretty amazing. <laughs> but everybody in the neighborhood knew the house that gave out full-size candy bars. Oh, yeah. That's the wow. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And if you have to come up with that kind of a mindset for yourself, what is your full size candy bar or your mm. giant candy bar? You know, I mean, there's there's you can go above and beyond and go really crazy. Hershey's makes I, I worked with Hershey's for years, um, which sounds really sexy, but it just means I talk to their attorneys a lot. <laughs> I, I work with her they make these ginormous like six foot candy bars they're like crazy to send in the mail you can send a mate i've sent um a blow up inflatables you can send those in the mail like different size crazy i've done some crazy stuff but those are those wow you know all of a sudden making that little bit of a twist that's like oh my gosh that makes total sense mm -hmm. right yeah we used we used when we when we uh when i spoke at the thing I use a Rubik's cube, right? To make a little bit of an analogy that kind of gets you thinking in a little bit different direction. Those are the connection pieces that we're looking to build. And those are the pieces that are going to take you to that next level with yeah. your client. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the, wow, the wow is the thing that is um, the tool then that becomes like, oh, this is cool. Right. Grab somebody's attention. You certainly don't want wow. Like, Wow, like you were the wow. house that had the apples that gave them out on the you know, you're like, wow, great. You know, um, you know what the sarcastic wow. Um, you want like the, the Owen Wilson wow. Wow, right? Yes. Yeah, good good one. <laughs> no, it, it is it. those pieces. It is that that, like I said, you're looking for that thing and you have to know your client. You know, mm -hmm. we when we say, you know, you have your avatar, right? Or, you know, you have to have that nailed down. This is one of the reasons that you really, really do. You know, you, maybe some people starting off, you're thinking, oh, I don't need to really do that. I serve everybody. And there's a whole, we can have a whole dialogue about that. But this is the piece, one of the reasons that you really need to know who you're serving and how you're serving them. What results are you actually getting to them? And that sometimes takes to getting to that next level that you're going to have to cross that barrier in order to build these connections because you're going to have to know your people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, this has been so incredibly uh, just insightful and encouraging and inspiring. Um, if, if people are looking to, to connect with you or get your book, like where can people go? So you can totally jump on my website over at wowtammy.com slash book. And I have a freebie on there, too, that will give you 14 ways for you to wow your customers today. Something for you to think about. How can you build these next pieces? As If you didn't have enough ideas already, that's going to give you a few more on how you can do that. And just reach out. Um, I, you know, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, WowTammy.com. WowTammy. WowTammy Fink. I'm out there. And like I said, you can just reach out. I'm super easy to work with as far as just coming up with some ideas. We ha I have a whole, a whole different um, amazing way we can jump on a coffee chat and do some things that way. Because I like building, building relationships with people like just like your listeners. You know, it makes a big difference to their business. And even if they're not ready, you know, they can, re they can go look at the book right? Mm -hmm. If they're yeah. ready to talk to me, let's have some conversations because I believe in building relationships. It's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And I do want to underscore like your, your uh, emphasis on, it doesn't have to be crazy expensive or really complicated because even for me, like when, when people would buy something from me, like say a piece of artwork or something, um, I'm obviously giving that there's a presentation that happens with that, the packaging and stuff, but I, I also would use, you know, I used to like, uh, and I still do at times, draw on the envelope 
and just do a custom drawing doodle thing that has to, you know, incorporate the address and the name and all the things. Um, and that takes a little bit of time and it's not crazy amount of, of money involved there. I'm, I'm sending something in a package, a mailer anyway. And so why not put an extra touch point on that even before they open something? And so Absolutely. sometimes it's just little things like that that can go a long way to be like, oh, this is cool. This isn't just like a machine stamp this. This is actually someone who thought about me, created this thing. It's a one of a kind envelope now too. That's pretty cool. You know, and uh, and again, it, it, it doesn't have to break the bank. So I love your ideas and I love this idea of, of just wowing people and connecting with your, your customers and your audience. Absolutely. And like I said, it really, once you kind of get that mindset, it changes how you do marketing. It changes what marketing means to your business. We don't want another, you know, I've got, a, a mug with 50 different ink pens with people's names <laughs> and addresses and phone numbers. We don't need another pen for our mug, right? There, there's a perfect places for, for ink pens with your name on it or your, your um, logo and all of that. But really look, stretch yourself out there a little bit more, you know, besides finding this swag, finding pieces and stuff that just, you know, go to promote you. We're talking about you've got the clients. You don't need to promote to them anymore. They know who you are. How do you build the relationships and what do those pieces go for? So yeah, I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for our time today, Tammy. And uh, I'm encouraging everyone to make sure that they go over to your website to check out uh, all the things you have to offer there, take advantage of that, that freebie that you have and to get a hold of your sure. book and to start wowing the people in, around them as well. So thank you again. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for listening today. I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, leave a rating and a review. It really helps this podcast be seen and heard by others.